immenses. In your love, soak us in your presence, O oh God, that we may beg for you for as long as we live. In Jesus' name, we believe our prayers are answered in this prayer service. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. I want us to go to Zachariah 12 and verse 10. Remember, we are in our year of grace. So glad to see all of us in the presence of God this morning. Amen. The Bible says, this is God. He says, then I will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer on the family of David and on the people of Jerusalem. I will pour out a spirit of grace and pray out the family of David. You and I are from the lineage of David because Jesus is from the lineage of David. And all the people of Jerusalem, there is such a thing as a spirit of grace and prayer. You remember how we talked about the direct relationship that is there between the word and grace. And in this scripture, we are able to see that prayer and grace are one package. The word and is used not to separate, but to interconnect words in one sentence. The spirit of grace and prayer So there is such a thing because it is given to us by God and grace is commonly defined as the unmerited favor. But there is more to that. You do not labor for grace. You labor from the place of grace. Because if grace is an empowerment, you are not empowered for nothing or to do nothing. You are empowered for something and to do something.
but rather an empowerment to live above and overcome sin. Grace is the end of struggle in all areas of our lives. Let me say it again. Grace is the end of struggle in all areas of our lives. When we embrace the grace that God has given us, struggle will be a thing of the past. Grace takes away And when this grace of God is at work in your life, you are empowered to do what God has called you to do. It is grace that gives you an advantage. It is grace that exalts you. It is grace that gives you victory. It is grace that causes you to begin to make godly decisions. To live a life that is pleasing to God. Challenges may be there. Challenges will be there. But it is the grace of God that will cause you to flourish and thrive in the midst of challenges. It is the grace of God that will cause you to break through. There can never be a breakthrough without a battle. There can never be a breaking if it's easy. It is called a breakthrough because there is a battle involved. It is grace that causes you to break through. There is such a thing as grace-filled prayer that I really want to emphasize on this morning. You cannot separate grace from prayer. You cannot separate prayer from grace. The two are one. They are inseparable. When you find grace, you find your place. Or when grace finds you, you find your place. Many people are looking for themselves in various places because what they are lacking is grace. It is the grace of God that will, will relocate you, that will realign you in the spiritual realm. There is a right place for you. There is a right purpose for you. And that can only be discovered if we operate from a place of grace. So what happens when we pray is there is an invocation, an activation of grace that takes place. Grace is invoked and grace is activated. You need to pray in order for grace to be activated. You know, 
order for grace to be manifested. I want us to read Hebrews 4, verse 16. I'm just exhorting us. Then we are going to pray since we've come for presence. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Look at this. Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. So from this scripture, you can see that some people do not find or see grace in their lives because they have not come boldly before God through prayer. We approach God. How do we approach God? Through prayer. Our communication between the communication between man and God is called prayer. So as we come boldly before God in prayer, we are going to receive mercy and we will find grace. So it is prayer that ushers you in your place of grace. The boldness that we are talking about here is the confidence. And you and I know that we are without confidence, without outside Jesus. So the confidence, the boldness that we have to approach this God of grace is established and found in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And the consistent lifestyle of prayer is the channel through which the grace of God will constantly flow in our lives. The consistent lifestyle of prayer is the channel through which the grace of God will constantly flow in our lives. So you and I must be people of prayer. When the Bible says, and Enoch walked with God, Enoch was a man of prayer. When the Bible says, Elijah was a man like us, yet he prayed, Elijah was a man of prayer. One thing that we have not emphasized about Joseph is that Joseph was a man of prayer. Give us Genesis 39 verse 2. Lord was with Joseph, and though a slave, he was successful and he was a successful and prosperous man. With grace, it doesn't matter where you are. Grace doesn't need a favorable location because grace becomes your location. Though he was a slave in a foreign land, because God was with him. Because Joseph communed with God. He was a man of prayer. What happened? He became successful and he prospered. I emphasize the only need for us to feed on the word. And I'm emphasizing all the need for us to pray. If we are to see grace and work this year. Talk to God. And allow God to talk to you. 
that will, will enable you to live a gracious life. With Christ, like I earlier mentioned, it doesn't matter where you are. You can flourish and make it anywhere. So you and I must become people of prayer. I must become a people of prayer. I remember when we were just starting as a church, there were a lot of questions from within and outside. Internal and external questions. How is it going to be done? How is it going to be done? Let me tell you one thing. It's something that we were even talking about with my colleagues yesterday. One of the things that is very, very hard in ministry is to do ministry. From Kukombo, you know what I mean, eh? In a shanty compound. Maybe in a rural setup. Because a lot of my ministers believe that people don't give. And most of them, the focus is people have to give, they have to make it easy for them. But here is the thing that grace of God will cause you to make it in a place that is being despised by people. The grace of God will cause you to make it in a place where God has put you. God will never take you to a place where His grace will never sustain you. Let me say it again. The grace of God will sustain you where God has blessed you. God who brought us, God who planted us here has been faithful. And when many people ask me, how, how are you managing? How are you growing? And I always tell them one thing before I can mention other things. It's been the grace of God. It's by the grace of God. So you and I, we need this grace to be activated, to be invoked in all areas of our lives. But how can this be possible? We need to become men and women of prayer. The throne room of God is, is a place that is filled with various, with different dimensions of grace which can only be accessed through prayer. The Bible says let us come boldly before the throne of God that we may find mercy and grace times of it. So there are dimensions of grace in the throne room of God which can be accessed through prayer. is one of the consistent habits that we need to embrace if we are to have and see a consistent flow of grace in our lives. Prayer must become that consistent habit in our lives that we need to embrace if we are to see the flow of grace consistently in our lives. 
Like I mentioned, prayer and grace work hand in hand. You can't pray without having grace. And you cannot have grace without praying. There is no one who just finds himself inside of grace. You have to pray your way into grace. Also, there is no one who just finds himself inside grace. Let me explain. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, the Bible says we are saved by through what? What is faith? Faith is believing in Jesus. How do you believe in Jesus? You begin to say, I believe in you. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. What are you doing in that moment? You are praying. So you cannot pray without grace and you cannot have grace without prayer. So in other words, Zechariah 12 verse 10, the scripture that we read as we were beginning, where we are told, I'll pour out upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace, other versions say, and supplication, and prayer. So this, this makes it clear that prayer and grace are one package. Sometimes you seem to be lacking grace because you no longer go to the throne room of grace. So if you want to consistently see grace at work, then you have to pray consistently. The spirit of grace is the spirit of prayer. In Acts chapter 4, we are taught that the apostles gathered in one place and they prayed and the grace of God was upon all of them. Tell your neighbor that greater grace is a product of greater prayer. The stronger your prayer life, the stronger the grace of work. So your growth in the area of grace is a product of your prayer life. In the realm of the spirit, when you are prayerless, you are helpless. In the realm of the spirit, when you are prayerless, you are helpless. When you are prayerless, you are clueless. You will have no clue. When you are prayerless in the spiritual realm, you become directionless. When you are prayerless, you become careless. A man and a woman of prayer can never be stranded. Can never be stranded. We have talked to men and women. And it's enough. We have to learn to talk to God in prayer. When you constantly talk to people, let me let me tell you one thing. 
when they constantly talk to people, it's very easy and highly like um, it's highly likely that they will misunderstand you. And the more you talk to people, you discover that they can't even help you. But the beauty with God is that you can talk to him and he understands what you're going through. He understands. He understands your prayer even when you're not grammatically correct. God understands your pain. He feels, he feels what you feel. He knows what you need. He knows what you mean even when you make a mistake. He knows your struggles and he has a good plan for your life. Let me challenge you. There should be a set time for prayer. There should be a set time that is dedicated to prayer in our lives every day. In Acts chapter 1 verse 3 we are told that Peter and John went to the temple at the time of prayer. At the time of prayer. We are told it must be the ninth hour if not mistaken. So there should be a set time for prayer in our lives. You don't pray coincidentally. You don't pray spontaneously. There is a place where yes, you have to pray um, um, spontaneously without planning, without even thinking about because the Bible says we have to pray without ceasing. But prayer has to become an action plan in our lives. Because in Acts chapter 3, like I earlier mentioned, verse 1, we are told that Peter and John went to the house of God at the time of prayer. Tell your neighbor there should be a set time for prayer. And we are told in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, you, you see this now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour, at the hour of prayer. So there should be a time of prayer. And we are taught in Mark chapter 1 verse 35 that very early in the morning Jesus woke up before everybody else and he went to a quiet place to pray. There should be a set time to pray. And in the morning rising up a great while before day he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. In Daniel chapter 6 verse 10 we are taught that Daniel prayed about three times as it was his custom. It was something that he usually did. So the Bible says we have to pray without ceasing. And that's where the aspect of spontaneous prayer comes in. Why do we have to spontaneously pray? Apart from having types of prayer, it is because problems and challenges will spontaneously come. So we must pray without ceasing. So take a survey. Look at your prayer life. And then God help us to have prayer as a lifestyle. Amen. Because sometimes we sit for hours waiting for human beings. We wait even for programs. But do we ever spend even an hour in the place of prayer? 
How many of us have had an appointment with somebody and then they delay to come and you have to wait for them for an hour, two, even three hours? I believe all of us have been there. Let's be honest. We waited not so. Why? Because then we felt the appointment was what? Was it important? So if your appointment with God is important, then it's worth your time. So with that said, we are going to now come before God boldly. We are going to approach the throne of grace. I'm going to give us about 10 prayer points and we are going to pray. Tell your neighbor, welcome to prayer service. Welcome to prayer service. Now the prayer points are, are scriptural and they are taken directly from the word of God which makes them important and these are very effective. If you want to see, I want us to be studying as we are going to pray that the rest of the scriptures will be called scriptures then we pray. Don't forget what I've talked about today. We have come for prayer service. Even those online, those that will listen to this sermon afterwards, I believe they will be able to understand that there is a direct relationship between prayer I've just touched on the surface, but let me, I believe you've got a point. If you want to have a productive prayer life, let to pray in accordance with the word. First John chapter 5, verse 14, the Bible says, and this is the confidence that we have. That if we pray in accordance with his will, what is the will of God? The word of God. He will hear us. I said first John chapter 5, verse what? Verse 14. God, this is the confidence that we have in him. Look at that. That if we ask anything, anything according to his word, he hears us. And Jeremiah 1, verse 12. God says, I am looking forward to do my word. God dies and God backs his word. Hallelujah. For I am ready to perform my word. And I remember when the service was very powerful. I kept on listening to that sermon. I think I listened to it twice or three times. Through grace, we have got back in us. Amen. Tell your name, grace meant. I hope you go through sermons. Now, let's go to the prayer point. I want us to read Ephesians. Prayer point number one. So you can be with your notebook. You can be with your phone. Just to take note of the scriptures. Then we are going to be praying. Don't just get... Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7. This is prayer point number 1. But to each one of us, the Bible says grace was what? Given according to the measure of Christ's gift. The Bible makes it clear that each one of us has got access to the grace 
God and what He is our life. I want you to pray to say, Father God, may I discover the grace that is upon my life. I want you to appreciate God for the grace that is upon your life. But I want you to pray to say, Father God, may I discover that grace. May I walk in the grace that is upon my life. May that grace help me to function with ease in my life, in my calling. In the name of Jesus, let's begin to pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, want to say thank you. We give you the praise, we give you the honor. Shakti de Bakaya Basanta, Jatalada Bakaya Basinta de Bosha. We pray, King of Glory, that you will help us to be able to embrace the grace of the grace that is upon our lives. We are so grateful for the grace that has been given to each and every one of us. And we pray, King of Glory, that we will begin to discover and function in that grace in Jesus' name.
God has in store for us. So don't pray about this who this. I want you to be serious about this because it's about your life. For a very long time, as believers, we've just gotten to believe that if it is meant to be, it will be. There are certain things you have to labor for them in the place of prayer. I heard and read the news of a sad incident of a woman who got married and a week later she was dead. The will of God is not to give you something good. It's not to give you a blessing and take it away, take it away from you. Sometimes we become so relaxed, we feel we don't have to pray about these things. We have seen that even when grace is available, for grace to be to abound, we have to pray. Now, therefore, I pray if I found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you, that I may find grace in your sight and consider this nation is your people. So we are going to pray and declare that Father God, the same way you did unto Noah and Moses, let me find grace in your sight this year. This year, grace I will find. This year, grace will find me. I want you to pray and say, may the grace of God locate me this year. We are going to pray our way into our gracious year this year. I want us to begin to pray in that regard. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, the same way Noah found grace in your sight. The same way Moses prayed his way into grace. We are praying this morning. May we find grace. We are praying this morning. May grace find us in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
Grace will find you this year. Grace will locate you this year. The same way Noah and Moses found favor and grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is your year of grace. The same way John the Baptist and Jesus as a baby, they grew in favor with God and man. This is your year of favor. Amen. I want us to read Romans 5 verse 17 quickly. That is our third prayer point. Romans 5 17. So if by the one man's offense, death rent through the one, the sin of Adam has affected everything. And we are born with that sin. And that is why we have to be born again. To be delivered from the sin of Adam. The second Adam, Jesus, brought life. The first Adam brought death. Now, the Bible says, because of the offense of one man, death rent through the one. Now, look at the next. But the Bible says, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life. I want you to pray to say, My years of being the road are over. If you are a candidate and a product of grace, the Bible says, As the grace abounds, you have to reign in life. I want you to represent by grace I reign in all angles of my life this year. Amen. By grace I reign in my ministry. Amen. By grace I reign in my career. Amen. By grace I reign in my marriage. Amen. By grace I reign in my in my business. I reign in all angles of my life. I want you to represent this year. I am unstoppable. No matter what comes my way, nothing will stop me. I want you to say enough is enough. I have been ruled and controlled by the spirit of death. But this year, I will borrow from none and lend to many. I have been told what to do by my body for a, for a very long time. This year going forward, my body will listen to me. I want you to represent me. You have the abundance of grace that will grant you the ability to, to reign. Begin to declare that. In the name of Jesus, I declare Lord Jesus that from today, I will Yeah. <laughs> 
I want you to pray and say, Father, grant me the grace to turn my tongue. The Bible says, beautiful, beautiful, beyond the sons of men, elegant grace pours out through everywhere you speak. Truly, God has anointed you. God will not just touch our lives, He will also touch our tongues. One of the things you'll notice in Acts chapter 2 is that when they receive the pouring of the Spirit, the first thing that was touched, don't worry about that, it is that they began to speak in tongues. There was an influence that came on their lives. I want you to pray to say, Father God, anoint my lips with grace that the words I speak may be seasoned with grace. So that everyone only hears and listens to me. May be graciously impacted. Yes. I want you to pray to say this year going forward. My speech will be grace filled. My speech will be seasoned with grace. We need grace in that area. May the Lord help us. Let's begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Father God, we pray. May the
four, verse six. When we are praying, we have to mean what we pray. We have to pray what we mean. You are not praying for me. I am not praying for you. You are praying for yourself. You are praying for your own destiny. So that is how you should take it so serious. James chapter 4, verse 7. But he continues, look at that, to pour out more and more grace upon us. For it says, God resists you when you are proud. But continually pours out grace when you are humble. I want you to pray and say, Father God, may I attract and not chase away grace this year. Amen. There are many people who are so arrogant. There are many people who are so stubborn and they are proud. And they have missed out on the benefits of grace. I want you to pray and say, Father God, grant me the grace to be humble. I want you to pray to say, Father, the more you elevate me, the more humble I should become. Amen. I refuse to be proud in the way I do things, in the way I speak, in the way I react. I want you to pray to say, Father God, may you clothe me with humility. That I may not miss out on the Even where I'm struggling, Father God, help me to be humble. Amen. Because God desires a contrite and a humble spirit. Let's begin to pray in that regard. In the mighty name of Jesus. Christ, the name of the Lord. Father God, I pray. Father, I pray. May you grant me this year, Lord. Grow your beauty, Lord.
in our reactions, in our perceptions, even in our thoughts. In Jesus' name. Because even the, the pride of Lucifer started in his heart, in his mind, he thought to himself, Lord, purify our thoughts. That we may not think proud thoughts. May we not go ahead of you or ahead of ourselves. In Jesus' name. I want us to go to Romans 6. That's number 8. Romans 6, verse 1 and 2. Thank you, Jesus. Well then, should we keep on sinning? So that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace. It's a question. I hope you're taking note of the scriptures. But don't, don't just take it. You're going to remember them. Not writing scriptures actually a sign of pride. Should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Verse 2. Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? I want us to pray. I said grace is not a license to sin. Grace is an empowerment to live above sin, to overcome sin. I want you to pray to say, may the grace of God empower me to overcome sin this year. I will not give in to temptations. I will not become comfortable living a life of sin. I want you to pray and say, Father, by your grace, help me to live in a holiness. Amen. Help me to embrace a righteous life. Yes. Because sin has got the power to short and secure the grace. Outside Jesus, the grace is sufficient. When we are born again, we are expected to maintain. We are expected to live according to the seed of righteousness that we have received. We don't continue to sin in the name of grace. We live a life of holiness. A pure life. So I want you to pray to say, Father God, I will not give in to sin. I will not allow sin to reduce me. I will not allow sin to delay me. I will not allow sin to excite me. Grant me grace to overcome sin and the temptations that come my way. In areas where I fail to control myself, Lord, may your grace be more than sufficient. In Jesus' mighty name, shall we pray? Father,
situations will get the best of you. But I want you to pray. Say, Father, no matter what comes my way, grace will strengthen me this year. Amen. I may feel I have lost power and I've become feeble in my bones and in the powerless in my joints. But your grace will uphold me. Your grace will keep me going. Even when the going gets tough, when I discover I can, I can no longer be tougher, may the grace of God make me tough. Amen. May the grace of God cause me to start. Amen. I want you to seriously pray about this because it is one thing to start. It is another thing to finish. There are those of you who have started praying this year. You are praying more than you prayed last year. We are, we are just a few days in the year 2023. You still have 11 months to go. You may be reading your Bible today. But I want you to pray to say, Father, the same zeal I have now, may it double by the time I get to June. May it triple by the time I go to September. And if you are feeling weak in this moment, I want you to be ready to say, Father, according to your word, your grace is always more than enough for me. I declare that may grace strengthen me. May grace strengthen me. If you are sad, you are not in a good mood, I want you to pray and say, may I encounter grace that will be able to realign my emotions, examine my expectations. When I become hopeless, when I feel tired to words, when I become impatient, I want you to pray and say, Father, may your grace keep me even when there is no reason for me to hold on, may your grace uphold me and help me keep going. Shall we pray in that
Now, if you look at that word all, all means total. So there is adding this plus this. So we are able to see there is an addition, there is growth that is taking place. Grace has got the ability to grow. Let's read our scripture. Second Peter 3 verse 18. But continue to grow and increase in God's grace. And intimacy with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to pray in line with these three scriptures. That grace is multiplied in our lives, you see. The, the, the level of grace we experienced last year, last month, is not what we are experiencing this month going forward. I want you to pray to say, Father, may there be an increase, multiplication of grace in all areas of my life. Pray for increase. I want you to pray to say, Father God, the same way God said, mm -mm, you have stayed long enough on this mountain. It's now time to break up and move forward. So you are able to see that God, our God is a God of increase. He doesn't want you to be in the same place for a very long time. Some of you, the biggest amount you've ever had is maybe 750 watch, and some of you maybe it's, it's a thousand, some of you maybe it's one five, some of you it's three p. Some of you maybe it's ten thousand. I want you to pray and say, Father God, may I break even. May I go beyond. Some of you, you want it write an example, always say, you know sometimes we are comfortable with Umuntu Muklia. As long as I got I get 40, as long as I get 50, I'm okay. But I want you to begin to pray and declare to say, by the grace of God, I'm going for merit, I'm going for distinction this year. Amen. Even in your business, there is no way you can be doing the same business. If after five years, you just have enough for others. The profit you make, you eat all of it. You have nothing in your account. There are people that have been working for years. They have been doing business for years. And they have nothing to show for it. I want you to say, this year grace will increase me. Amen. In my finances, I will see increase in my business. I will see increase in all areas of my life. God is making all grace abound towards us this year. I want you to pray to say you will have more than enough to enjoy, more than enough to glorify God and to benefit by the people around. I want you to pray and declare that you are growing in grace, you are growing in your knowledge and in your intimacy with God. Make that your prayer in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God,
may we maintain by grace. This hunger, this fire will keep on burning. May there be an increase of grace in all areas of our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Even as we go back home, we will go through the scriptures and we'll keep on praying. Wow. 